This is Small Business Conversations on PBN, brought to you by Profits Plus Solutions. Increasing your profits plus building your business for the future. We are Profits Plus. You can find us at ProfitsPlus.org. This is Small Business Conversations on PBN, the Profitable Business Network. Now, the host of Small Business Conversations, principal of Profits Plus Solutions, here is Tom Shea. Good evening, everybody. And welcome to tonight's program. We are glad to have you join us. We've got a lot of stuff to cover tonight, an awful lot of information that we want to share with you. And, uh, well, it's going to be good. So we're just going to cut right to the program because we have so much that we want to cover. Tonight's program deals with premium loyalty programs. Premium loyalty programs different than the traditional loyalty programs that so many people have in various formats. And the concept with a premium is that the customer is actually paying money to be a part of your special program. And we're going to share with you ideas as to how you can do it and what you can take and put into your business to make it happen. So during the last week, we have sent out information to all of you and said, hey, send us your business ideas, and we'll, we'll take a twist. So we have picked four businesses that we're going to go through tonight. I can't do this without the help, and most definitely the suggestion to even do it, from my good Ron, good friend who is Ron Friedman. Ron, you are there still, right, sir? Yes, sir. Good evening. My friend, I appreciate the idea. You, you know over the years you have given me so many great ideas uh, from the discussions or things that you have read and sent to me and said, hey, what do you think about this? Um, I appreciate you. I really do. You, you are a great thinker of business. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so this was Ron's idea. Let's talk about premium loyalty programs, and let's talk about ideas. So we have decided to come up with a, a, some suggestions of, well, first we want, we want to do and see to tell you about premium loyalty programs, um, let me share with all of you some statistics. When we found this bit of research, I was jaw-dropping at what these numbers are. 81% of people who are members of a traditional loyalty program would join a premium loyalty program with the business if it were available. 81%. 90% of consumers say that they are likely to choose a retailer offering a premium loyalty program over a retailer who is offering to them lower prices. 79% of consumers say, I don't want to accumulate just plain old points anymore. They want immediate benefits. And as Ron and I were talking before the show, he had a great example dealing with buying, buying gasoline that we're going to ask Ron to explain here in a moment. Who joins premium loyalty programs? 70% of Gen X does. 77% of the millennials. 78% of Gen X the lowest group is baby boomers at 57, and those 74, 74% of them do. 
75% of the people who are a member of someone's premium loyalty program are likely to join more premium loyalty programs. That was research done in 2021, and the number from 2020 was only 9%, which says more and more people are saying, I'd like to see another premium loyalty program. So we're going to look at ideas. Let me show you some of what they, people said. Here's things they would be interested in. Free shipping. An initial discount. Faster shipping. Giveaways. A surprise reward. Exclusive deals. Holiday deals. Personalized offers. In-store so that's the, out of these 40-some-odd pages, that's what I culled out of Simple Ones. And Ron, what do you think? Oh, it's out there, and those numbers, I'm sure, are close. I mean, how many people are members of Amazon Prime? You know, that is a premium loyalty program. It is. And, you know, they have a, a very sizable offering. The, the numbers that they do are staggering uh, with the... I can't remember it off the top of my head. I've had this number before. The percentage of people who will participate in Amazon's Prime Day and those who shop on that day who wind up joining Amazon Prime, and a year later, it's a very high double-digit number of those who are still in the program. So they didn't just mm -hmm. catch them a moment of excitement. They got in. They stay in. Yep, for sure. Um, one of the things, though, uh, we'll get to on there from uh, another uh, stats on it, but I think it's a really important one, uh, especially when involving small businesses. It's not necessarily for all your customers. And some statisticians have said it's for your top 20%, the 80-20 rule. A lot of people are just happy the way they are segmented or they're of the older generation as you uh, presented some numbers, but it's a lot of times targeted for your best customers, the top 20%, because you want to keep them. You want to own them. You want them happy, and they also usually can afford it and justify it and understand the justification for a premium loyalty program. It's kind of like a membership in a country club, a yacht club, or a restaurant that has an exclusive thing. It's not for everyone, but it is for a group of customers that are going to, uh, compared to the other customers, spend a very sizable chunk of money. Mm -hmm. Correct. And not to say uh, a, lot of to these, right. mm -hmm. a lot of these publications do agree with uh, what we've been talking about too. You can, if you have a loyalty program already, this doesn't replace it. Or if you haven't started a loyalty program, you can start with a points-type program uh, and then add later on uh, a premium loyalty program. Or you could go straight to a premium loyalty program. They're not uh, independent or separate of each other that you have to go with one or the other. Now, there's nothing that Ron and I are going to hand to you that this is the absolute solution of how you do it. That's why we picked four businesses that sent in your information and said, we're going to particular four businesses. But I would start the conversation. Uh, first of all, let's look at the research that I shared. And then Ron came up with this really neat uh, 
we call it the Claris report that we want to share. But let me look at some of these items. 64%, that was the highest group, said they wanted free shipping. I am surprised in the number of situations where I speak to a group and someone will say, oh, but they give free shipping. The answer is, everyone, nobody gives free shipping. Okay, because UPS and FedEx and the postal system do not give free shipping. The cost of the shipping is conveniently hidden somewhere inside the price. It just doesn't show up on a, a, as a designated line. Uh, I gave an example to Ron earlier about a friend of mine who sells racing supplies in the state of Washington. And we looked at the percentage of his business that was actually shipped to customers. Whether, again, he's in Washington, he has customers in Idaho and Oregon, and they're not going to come driving into Washington. Please send this item to me. And as we talked about it and figured out a plan for him, it was simply looking at what percentage of your customers, what percentage of your bid dollar-wise, is being done where they're shipping. What's the cost to you of the shipping? Can I take and learn how to take and, shall we say, hide that cost of that shipping inside the cost of the goods? Now, for those people, as you've hidden it inside the cost, of the goods, those people, which is his overwhelming majority that come and buy it from him, then he just has extra margin. Uh, I look at the one for free giveaways. I watched this example firsthand. A man had a coffee business that he did online. Well, right off the bat, all of us do recognize there's a challenge with trying to sell coffee online. No matter how good a copywriter can describe this, I can't smell the coffee. I can't taste it. And he had a friend who had a this, that also did a lot of online business and merchandise was shipped to the customers. The two of them got together with the coffee business, bagged up a little small quantity, enough to make one pot of coffee, put information with this little bag that said, here's the different coffees, here's the one that we've got here, and here's how to order from us. The person who had the other business put a note in the package that also said, hey, thank you, customer. I appreciate you doing business with me. And as a way of saying thank you, I want to give you, okay, there we are, free giveaway, 47%, a pot of coffee for you to enjoy tomorrow morning. Wow, thank you for the coffee. Ooh, that's delicious. And son of a gun, here's the order form. The man who had the coffee is going bonkers over this because he's picking up so many new customers. Now he's out looking to find other people that he could do the same thing with. Personalized offers, if you're in the closing business, it's something simple as like, what if I put a monogram on something? And the in-store experience, we did one years ago where people who in our business had a, a charge account with us, and we had an invitation-only sale we would close the store early. We would have papered over all of our windows so you can't <laughs> see what's going on. And a sign that said, tonight is our invitation-only sale. And we mailed to all of our customers an invitation. And it was, this is for you. This is early holiday shipping. And this is the special deal that you get for coming and shopping with us tonight. But you've got to bring the invitation with you. And by the way, if you take and bring your invitation card and hand it to us, and you have to. We'll let the friend in with you, but what we're going to do is we're going to give your card to your friend, and we now have a special, special card for you as a way to say thank you for having brought us somebody new to the event. <laughs> now, I'm at the door. Are you on out open night? 
invitation only, sir. And of course, they go, oh, you didn't get one? Okay, here, tell you what. Write down your name and address and phone number and your email. Put it here on this card for me. I've got one in my pocket I'll be glad to share with you. And the customer's like, oh, wow, that's so great. Oh, thank you, thank you. And I'm thinking, you walk into any other store, just walk in and you shop. You come to us and you're like, oh, thank you for letting me in. I just want to sit back and laugh at it. And it's just so funny that people are thankful because, oh, there's something special going on here. So, Ron, from your standpoint, let's look at this really awesome report to me that I have printed out to look at. Um, it was by a company called uh, Claris Comet, uh, Commerce. Tell me what your thoughts were, because this impressed you a lot. Tell me what you see and you think about this one. It laid it out very well of you know the differences between a premium loyalty program and a regular loyalty program on there, on what uh, you know one you accumulate points for it, the other uh, customer pays a fee in exchange for exclusive benefits, and that really says it right there. Um, the you know the participants are more engaged. And, and other reports say those are the top 20% customers. Those are really your allies, your, your best customers that are ones that tend to go to the premium one. Um, it's, it's, you know, you get immediate and you know your benefits right away um, when you're a premium, where in a regular loyalty program, you're earning it. It takes time. For some people, it may take weeks, months. It may take years be before you get that loyalty benefit in a standard program on there. And some are designed better than others uh, out there. That's what we spoke about on previous programs. Some do cash back at the register, which I was never for, because that takes off the sale. Oh, God, I, I hate that one. For, I hate yeah. that program. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was always for uh, getting points to earn a gift card and a gift card that could be used in the store, online, or even shared with someone else who may not even be a customer yet. And in essence, that's a referral uh, on there. And when someone does present a gift card, you, they're usually free spending and price insensitive, so all things that you want. So there's ways of enhancing or designing properly a regular loyalty program that gives you some great results, especially for that occasional shopper but they see benefits on it, and you see benefits on it because finally you got a way to contact them directly with a good email address or phone number that you can text to or whatever. But the premium loyalty program just takes it to a whole nother level, especially for your best customers. Ron mentioned the idea about this cash back at the register. <laughs> so... I have been in liquor stores, and that seems to be the prevalent thing in their industry. But if you have ever gone to eat at Bonefish Grill, Fleming Steakhouse, Carabas, or Outback, because they're all owned by the same company, they do the same thing. What, I mean, they do a horrible job of selling to begin with. They've got a horrible way to promote doing it. I mean, it's like you, there's no flyers in their restaurants. There's nothing on the table that says, hey, come join this club for people who are frequent diners with us. So that's kind of crappy to begin with. They do it based upon your phone number, and yet once they've got your name and phone number, they don't ever send you a text to say, hey, guess what the special is for Thursday night? Come eat dinner with us. But what Ron's talking about is in their restaurants, they come up to you, and once in a while you get someone who will say, are you a member of our club? 
usually the customers got to say, hey, I'm a member of the club. Okay, what's your job? They write it down. They walk off to their point of sale machine. They come back and go, well, so you've got points on your thing. Would you like me to take half price off your dinner tonight? And I go, God, that is so incredibly stupid. I'm willing to hand you, say, $70 for a meal. And you go, hey, would you rather pay $35 or would you like to pay $70 for a meal? Oh, let me think a minute. You know, I, I, I don't get them. I, I would tell all of you, go up to our website, ProfitsPlus.org. Look at our directory of previous episodes of Small Business Conversations to when Ron was last on. And I'm going to say it was somewhere... 2021, and Ron brought this message to us, and we talked about how to do this properly. It would be a good investment of 60 minutes of your time to listen to Ron's story explanation as to why we should not be doing that and how to do it differently. Um, so, Ron, let's let's talk some more about the Claris report because that was some really fascinating stuff. What else on there caught your eye? Um, it's well. There's two types. One, the regular loyalty program is really administered by your staff, you know, out there, you know, to get people to sign up. The premium loyalty program really is almost directly marketed to your existing customers. And so it's more done professionally and by your staff, you know, on there, your backroom staff, your office staff or so, to get it going and to constantly engage them. So it's a whole different type of marketing and stuff like that or engagement from that standpoint. Um, so that, that's certainly, uh, I believe, is a, is a good point. And then we were talking about the, um, you know, the average ticket going up and you know, the frequency and stuff like that. They, they, they're showing some really strong numbers uh, on some of these stats on that for the increased engagement and stuff like that of your best customers um, on there. So that's excellent, too. And it's because you're really directly marketing and doing things that and giving the discounts to the really people that want to do business with you, you know, consistently. Mm -hmm. And the challenge you've got, though, also with these traditional loyalty programs, I read a report today based upon what you shared with me, Ron, and it got me thinking about reward programs. And this one example they gave was Subway Sandwiches and the uh, Sub Club. And as I read the article, it reminded me of a situation we had in our business that in adding a new niche in our store, our vendor says, hey, we have a rewards program for you. Uh, here's the way the signs look that we send you, and here's the cards that the customers get and all this stuff. And, uh, and down to the fact that you, know, you punch the hole in the in the card, and I guess I was the smart aleck one that um, called them up after I got my kid in. And so just out of curiosity, there is a, a variety store near our place, and what is to stop my customer from coming into the store, making a purchase, we punch the card one time, and walking down to the variety store, making a purchase, but going into the school supply aisle where they happen to have a hole puncher that is a round one just like mine, and it's going... <laughs> punching nine holes and coming to me and say, hey, free item, I bought it. You know, we have no, no proof to it. To which you can say, well, what you do is you hold the card for the customer, but then the card's not in their wallet. They've just got our name and address and phone number. Subway's article was that they had to stop their sub club 
which used stamps that you put onto your card. As they found out, someone had told them, and they go, oh my gosh, this is true. You could go to eBay, and there were people there copies, because of a really good photo editing, editing program, copies of Subway points, little stickers. <laughs> so once you got a card, you could fill it up and go to a Subway shop and just keep getting all the free food you wanted. And it cost them. They said simply, it was fraud. Now, so as you create programs, you do have to pay attention to how you do it and what you do it with to make the thing work. That's some of the disasters that Ron and I have looked at, discussed and all. Um, real quick, we're going to take a, a, about a six-second break here. I want to remind everyone, you're listening to Small Business Conversations from Profits Plus and Tom Shea. We get together every month with a guest on a Thursday night, and our guest who's volunteering at time is Ron Friedman, who is just a wizard of business ideas, for lack of a better term. And we'll be right back with you. This is PBN, the Profitable Business Network from Profits Plus. And we put that cha-ching in there because that's the essence. Whether you are a product-oriented business, whether you are online, whether you are a service business, you are a small business, and the idea is, yes, how do I make that register go cha-ching, and how do I drive numbers down to the bottom line of my business? So as we look at people, um, we've got four that we picked tonight that we want to talk about their business. I'm going to describe it first, and uh, I will tell people what industry the business is from, but I'm not going to tell you who they are. I'm not going to tell you where they're from, uh, just because I didn't agree that I would disclose this particular information. And then Ron and I are going to take shots back and forth at saying, you know, here's what I would do if I had, a, had this business and how I would create a premium loyalty program. Uh, and in some cases I do, and I don't know whether or not they, these people already have a traditional loyalty. So our first person who sent in the information says, uh, um, we uh, think this is so timely. We have... Uh, how to develop a loyalty program on our plans for the first year, or first quarter of 2022. So here we are, you're getting it done the first 30 days if you implement it. We run a detailing business, okay? You know, the people that you take your car into and they do all the things that get all the dirt and the grime off of it and they make your car look beautiful inside and outside. And, and this runs a pretty big gamut as to what it can be. I have seen detailers that have been 50 to $60, and I have seen detailers when they're doing things like ceramic coatings on cars that when you get your car out, you spent $1,800 just on a single detailing. That just shows you the breadth of dollars that can be involved with this. It says we see approximately 300 customers every month, every single month, and 80% of our business is an interior cleaning of the car. It takes us about two hours, and the average ticket to our customers is about $200. They're in a shopping center, and their customers pay $2 an hour for parking while we complete their service. Uh, having, our having our clients return more frequently than the average one time a year that we're getting them right now would be very impactful to our business. I hope you choose us. Well, we have chosen you. I forward to having you listen to the program. So, Ron, your turn. You go first. What do you want to do okay. to, to tell this person? What would you do for detailing? Well, well the, these are the first the questions. Uh, obviously, 
um, he's you know these when he I, I read him between the lines here when he says eighty percent of our customers do uh, is interior cleaning that means there's other services that he's providing that uh, the customers aren't utilizing so you you want really two things to happen you want the customer to uh, come to you more than once a year, and we got to really make sure we tell them why you should be doing it once a year. Do you, you have kids, and the car gets messy all through the year, or you, uh, you know, summertime you're by the beach and there's sand in it, or whatever. You know, there's multiple times a year that the car gets dirty. If you're up north, there's mud season, there's winter, it's things like that. Um, so we have to get to the point because a lot of customers just say, oh. Has it been that long? You know, on there. People forget. Time flies. So we want to both increase the frequency, but we also don't really want to discount what we're doing, but maybe these additional services that 80% or 20% of the customers aren't utilizing that we can highlight, make it free for them, or do that as a bonus because most probably they do want it. If you're offering it, they should have it. But there was a little line that you uh, mentioned about it, too, that it, it, it has to be a pet peeve, even though there's a very minimal dollar amount to it, that they have to pay for parking while they're there, you know, on there. And like $2 an hour for while the car is waiting or whatever. Obviously, if he's mentioned that, that they're, it's a pet peeve on it. It's almost like uh, saving a mm-hmm. penny a gallon for gasoline. You know, when you come out to it, you're not saving a whole lot of money at all. Uh, but you know, people will drive far to stay with that, you know, uh, a club or save that penny on there. So maybe looking even on how to reimburse them or give them a credit or something for their parking while they're shopping the other stores in your plaza, if that is really is on their mind and they're complaining about it. You know, on there. So you want to, yeah, you want to address the the client's pain points, even though it's only two dollars an hour, and you want to sell services that you know are good, but they haven't thought about, or uh, they're already scared of spending more than two hundred dollars. You're hitting their limit on there, but if you give them that key-free thing like shipping, (laughs) then they'll be free to shop and come to you twice a year now. Your turn. Okay. My turn. Uh, I'm going to agree with you on the parking deal. And my thought is I'm going to go to the shopping center, assuming that's who owns the parking lot, and say, I want to make a deal here because I can take and keep people in here longer and you're going to make more dollars off of them in the parking lot, anticipating that we can't make the parking lot completely full. So I'm going to propose to the people at the shopping center, I want to use a sticker, Okay. They give me some kind of sticker. I buy some kind of a sticker. And for every hour that I've got that customer's car that I'm working on, I'm going to put a sticker on it. So that sticker is worth Okay. So if a person stays five hours at the shopping center and I'm done with their car in two hours, then I'm going to put two stickers on the back that says I'm paying $4 of the parking here. I'm going to take a sidetrack at this point, Ron, and I'm going to go to merchants in that shopping center and say, you know what? I can keep that customer here a long time. Okay? I can keep them here for three or four hours if necessary. How long would it take me to get the car done? And this will be three or four hours. I'm going to drag it out. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go to the merchants in the shopping center and go, 
hey, I've got this customer's car. They can't go anywhere. How would you like them to come to your business? So what it will do is I will just hand to your customer when they come to get their car detailed, I'm going to hand them this little envelope, and it's got some cards in it. What do you want to do? Are you a coffee shop in there? You know, do you want to tell them that if they buy large size cup of coffee, so you're going to give them a free pastry? Or are you a business? Say, whatever they do, I'm going to give you a something else. If they are, if it's a restaurant in the shopping center, if you come here, I'm going to give you a. Glass. I, as the detailer, can first deliver that customer to your business because they can't go anywhere. They're stuck here. <laughs> so I'm going to sell putting your your card, your your special deal, in my envelope. For a price, and you know, how well? How do I know if I get the customers? Well, it depends on how good a deal. If you do a bad deal, you know, they only got so much time. So you're kind of putting the businesses in the in the shopping center in competition with each other to come up with a better deal. And on the envelope, as you give it to them, you're going to say, "Hey, we appreciate you being our customer and having your car detailed. And because of the time that we're going to have your car vehicle tied up, we're handing you over, you know, two hundred dollars worth of special coupons." That you can only spend today while you're here in the shopping center. Okay, so I'm going to milk the mouse off both ends of it. Now <laughs> I'm, a, I'm coming to Ron's point. Of, I want to do something to where if the average person is spending $200 when they come, and Ron's exactly right, that car gets dirty. I, I mean, I don't have kids riding in my car. I don't live anywhere near My car gets dirty real easy. So... If you join my, whatever I want to call it, my master's car care program or something to that effect, for $25 a month. Okay, you've got to make up the price. I'm just throwing out numbers. You pay me $25 a month, and at any point in time, you can each month, you can bring your car in once a month, and, and we're going to give it a 20-minute special. We're going to vacuum it out right quick. Okay, we'll suck it out. We'll take and run with whatever product that you're you're using, uh, you know, like maybe you're using TNS's double black uh, Rennie Doyle stuff on the car, and we will take and clean your dash, we'll clean your seats, we'll vacuum it all out, uh, we'll vacuum out your cup holder, something like that, we'll make sure we clean your windows, we'll, so on and so on. Not a full detail, you're just going to get like, almost like you went into a manual car wash somewhere, a quick interior clean out, and you're in our premium car club, and we'll do this for you, that if you are in this premium club car uh, car club that we are creating, when your vehicle comes in, we'll put somebody on it right away. So it's not like, hey, well, we've got to have your car for three hours, and then we can give you 20 minutes of service here. It's like, nope, tell you what, we'll, we'll pull someone off a job right quick and go over and get your car done, but you have to pay it, and you can sell this program as a, here's a one-time fee that you pay once a year, or it's a, if you want to balance out your cash flow better, you tell them, 25 bucks a month, you give us your credit card, and on the first day of every month, we charge your card 25 bucks for it. If someone had that in my area, I'd jump on it in a heartbeat, because I am bad about keeping my car clean, and I'm, I'm embarrassed when I speak to my friends who are detailers about how dirty my car looks. I really don't want them to ever see it. Last item, Ron, before we, we turn this leaf over? Uh, yeah, one other. Would you um, do something? I mean, I love what you're saying, too. How about, though, you know, to get them in twice a year, just at that $200 one, to offer in, like, in a subscription service, 
for like $30 a month entitles you to two full cleanings a year. Absolutely. I, I, want, I, I don't want them to see that that little 20-minute cleaning suffices and lets them get by with a once-a-year cleaning. Absolutely. It's, there's got to be something with that. I need to see you more often. And I think when you target the higher-end customer, you're going to get more than once a, uh, once a year. Um, you're, you could get it up to you know, quarterly or more frequently. By the way, to the person who sent this in, uh, I hope you're looking at next week in Orlando is Mobile Tech Expo. I can't remember what property. I want to say it's at the Rosen property in Orlando. But it's the semi-annual meeting of all the mobile detailers and all the location detailers out there. Very good education into programs. Great trade show to see all kinds of products. Hope you are participating in your industry and going to something like that. How's that, Ron? Very good. I'm sure we gave a bunch okay. of people some ideas. Bottom of the hour, this is where we take our station break, and as fast as we're running tonight, because we've got three more people to do tonight, we're going to take a, uh, a short break here. Hope you take and listen in just a little bit. gives Ron and I a chance to uh, get a quick drink of, uh, of water. Back to work on this one. My guest tonight, Ron Friedman. This is Tom Shea from Profits Plus Solutions, and our program every month is called Small Business Conversations. We've been around a long time. Uh, we like to brag about it, but we got a uh, notice from uh, an organization that was uh, wanting to interview us for our podcast. They made a, uh, a comment to us in their introductory material. It says the average organization that does a podcast program quits doing it at about 15 episodes and they're done and he says and you on the other hand are coming up that you've been doing it for 15 years not 15 episodes i get interviewed in, in the next few weeks and for that we need to tell all of you who are audience members thank you you're the reason why we do this someone who listens and says hey i got a great idea or when I see you at a trade show or conference and a person says, you know, I love listening to your podcast, 
Yeah, that's it. And we're, and we're thrilled that you know, we are now, as a podcast program, we have 18 different major podcast services that rebroadcast our, our program for us, as well as it will be up on our website somewhere later tonight. So, Ron Friedman, let's talk about business number two. Business number two, well, as large as the United States is, I would tell you, this uh, business is a neighbor to me. They are up the road from me about uh, two hours if I drive at speed. Uh, <laughs> this business, you know, I stay within the speed limits, okay? Uh, anticipating the owner of this business is, is listening to the program tonight. Uh, I know where you are, and I'm on Mount Nebo, where all kinds of people come hiking and biking and enjoying the great outdoors and uh, taking and paddling uh, as they can on the uh, uh, Lake Dardanelle near us. And we get a lot of folks who come here and travel. This business uh, is a retail organization. They have a gorgeous-looking facility up in, in their part of the state of Arkansas. And, and this, they are a specialty store, and they deal for people who like to do kayaks, and they like to take and uh, travel. They like to climb. You can climb up parts of our mountain here or go to Mount Magazine or Mount Pettyjean. Hiking, um, although we've lost a couple of hikers here and there that we had to go out and uh, rescue. But it's a neat business for all kinds of folks who are into outdoor stuff. And, and my experience has been with people who are the outdoorsy folks that they are very, very avid fans of, of what they do. And they are a very uh, tight-knit group. They like to hang around with each other, which would mean they are great when you've got someone who is an avid that they tell their other friends, here's why they go shopping there. And why do you not go shop at a place like REI? Uh, if I remember correctly, this business may also be a member of a, another retail organization called Grassroots out of Tennessee. And I think you have a trade show coming up in June in Knoxville, if I, I remember correctly. So, Ron, let's talk about this one. Avid outdoor people who do all kinds of activities. Uh, and I'm I saw people here on our mountain last week, and it was 14 degrees, and it was snowing, and they're up here hiking and moving around. Okay, that's avid. <laughs> what would you tell them to do? Well, we don't have as much detail as the last one on there, but there's a lot of things. It doesn't. I don't even think they have any loyalty programs, so they could head in a bunch of different directions on there. Certainly a premium loyalty program would be, you know, to, to look at what their top customers are. As you said, they do a lot of things. They sell equipment. They sell boats. They rent equipment. They're, they're into all types of clothing, you know, on there. They do uh, classes and clinics. They do, I think, tour guiding and stuff like that. So there's a lot of things in there things that involve labor, which to me and I think you mean 100% profit so we could give them away if we wanted to without really affecting, uh, you know, cash flow or anything like that. And maybe not many people take those things. So you want to maybe give them a, a clinic or maybe a class or one tour, you know, or uh, out there. So they say, wow, this is cool. I want to, I was scared to do it, but the people on it are great. Let's, do it again and again and again. 
So it may be that, you know, knowing your customer base to see where they want to go with it or what type of complementary things you have that just haven't been moving, you know, on there. How do I move that? Or what to change over to a subscription program on there, like we were talking about, about the car detailing. Subscription programs are great, really. That's what the Amazon is. They're getting money, you know, from you annually or monthly, you know, on it. What can we do to make sure they're getting this product, you know, consistently, on time when they should be getting it on time, every quarter, every year, every season, whatever. Go ahead, Tom. Okay. So as I know their customer, their customers are very active all the time, and traveling means nothing to a lot of their people. So while this um, customer base and this business is located in northwest Arkansas, it's nothing to see somebody who would come from the very far southeast part of the state in the Delta lands, come over from Tennessee or Mississippi to come enjoy the mountains and be a customer of this store. Therefore, I look at it and say what should be a very important part of the business is the ability to online shop. I'm coming over to hike. Um, I want to take and be able to buy things, whether I pick them up at the store or whether you send them to me. So in my subscription-based program that I would create. I'm going to have a YouTube club. Okay, can't see it except unless you're a member of the club, you've paid your dues for it, whatever dollar amount we want. And I'm going to be doing things with a oh, one of those little Go cameras that we'll strap to a, the helmet. I'm going to hike trails. Oh, gosh, come up and try the 25 miles we have here on Nebo. Go to up and rocking. And, and say, you know, look at this one. We're touring this one, and come and join us two weeks from now when we're going to come back in and, and do Pinnacle. I would take and say, also included with my club is that I'm going to free ship anything for you. Again, just like my friend who did the racing stuff. There are there's a tremendously easy way to hide the cost of freight and margins on products. I'm also looking for something that I could send you. Um, my experience with folks in the industry, they often have a lot of choices for energy bars and energy drinks, and there's always somebody new getting some new product in that line coming out. I would take and say that every month I'm going to send you a sample of somebody's new product just came out. And my experience as a retailer, uh, having done this, I got the wholesalers to do several things for me. If I had your product being my item of the month, the agreement was you sold it to me, you the wholesaler. I buy it at your cost, not what you are traditionally selling it to me for. And here's the cost that I have with sending out my material for this month, and, and you're going to pay me a couple of hundred dollars, which you're going to take off of an invoice for me, uh, because I'm going to feature your products this month. And I will agree to you as, a, as my wholesaler that I'll do your products for 12 months in a row. So we've got a partnership. I'm, I don't want to spend the time every month out shopping for someone else. Uh, I did, did see the comment about doing social media. But you know, to me, folks, you're just talking to the masses. I mean, the fact that you go to something like the Outdoor Retailer Show, grassroots show, and you hear someone talk about doing Facebook and all this social media, and they'll do it for you, you're just slapping something out there. It's like putting an ad on the radio. 
is just there. There's nothing special to it. <laughs> and from where you're located in this very attractive, a very much so growing area of, of Arkansas, customer is not just within earshot of your town. Your customer is coming from Oklahoma and Kansas and Nebraska and Missouri, and even probably coming up from Louisiana, parts of Texas. You've got a very broad base, and once a customer has been to your store, has bought online, it's grab them there. Don't wait. I, I did a class for a group today and talked about a personal experience of going in a store that I have been in, liked what they had to offer, shopped with them, and I'll be damned every time I have bought something for myself or for my wife, it shows up. There's no follow-up thank you card. There's no, hey, a phone call, how did you like it? There's no something that comes to me the next month that says, hey, here's what's new, what we got. But if I happen to catch what you put on Facebook, I might see it, I might buy it. And I go, you're gambling too much. That's like being in Vegas or Atlantic City. Charge me a fee to be a member of a special club. But give me something like the energy drink. Give me the free freight and that. I'll join. As much as I see your customers around our, our area where I live, they are fanatically avid about it. I, I know a person who has the, one of the bike shops close by. Wow, what loyal customers your industry has. That's my thoughts on that one. Any last one from you, Ron? Uh, yeah, you brought up a few things, yes. Uh, one is just as an, uh, out of, for this particular business, I went out to their website, and they have a bunch of uh, events uh, out there, and most of them on their website are sold out already. All the way, I didn't even finish scrolling. March ones are sold out. All, most of the February ones are sold out. Um, wouldn't the premium customer, the premium loyalty member, get first dibs on these clinics, on these events on there? If they're hot, don't you want to make sure that your best customers you know, get to them first? Because if not, they may get upset with you <laughs> on there. And then design yeah. some other ones that the, uh, uh, some other clinics and other things that, you know, not your best customers would be interested in. So your regular customers don't feel totally left out either. But it teaches them, hey, if you were a premium customer, you could have gone to this uh, snow moon hike <laughs> on there. Um, on, well, yeah, we did have a one, full moon right about the time of the yeah. snow. It was gorgeous up here. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, still on the website here. They hadn't pulled it off yet, but they did one on January 17th, uh, Wolf Moon Hike, and it was sold out uh, on there. So I couldn't go, if I, even if I were to leave Florida. <laughs> um, now, the, these people uh, are in the Ozark Mountains. It is yeah, gorgeous yeah, I, there. Yeah, oh, well, I, I you know I live up north, too, during the year, and I used to live uh, up north during the winter time, but now I'm one of those weird snowflake snowbirds now, so I don't see much snow, at least till my grandkids start pulling me north uh, maybe in a few more years. <laughs> but in either mm -hmm. case, um, question one for on, um, uh, on the free shipping. Uh, you said, you know, how to make up the price on it a bit or the, the revenue on it. Um, if you offer free shipping, you're offering it usually on ground. Can't you charge a little extra for expedited shipping? You know, whatever levels you have, that you know, and so a little bit of that will make up for the free for the most basic people on there. So it's not just always raising prices, but you know, it's raising the shipping area on there. And um, 
the other part of loyalty. You know, that, that's a very this. valuable point there. Okay. You're, you're, you're very correct on that one. I wanted, in the part where I live, which is very rural, I miss cheeses. I love a glass of wine and some cheese. And in looking how you package it and how you put together things with the freight, one more last week, I had found some cheeses I wanted. I don't remember where. I, th- I think they shipped out of Georgia. Uh, and they're talking about Wisconsin cheeses. Okay, I'm not quite sure how I get all that. But <laughs> bought bought four or five different ones, and uh bill was $26. I go, okay, go to calculate the freight. The freight was $24. And this was a real quick. This says, if you... And I'm thinking, there's no way there's $24 in freight to send me eight ounces times five times, okay, 40 ounces of cheese. I didn't ask for overnight Federal Express shipping. But it says on there, customers who buy $50 worth of merchandise get free shipping. And I look and I go, this does not take a rocket scientist. Okay, if I buy $24 worth of of more cheese, okay, I get free freight. I called a friend. I said, hey, do you want some free cheese? Okay, I picked what I wanted. Tell me what you want, and I'll buy it for you. Okay, because I'm just not going to pay the thing to, to FedEx for this. You've got to make sure you look at all the situations, how you package it. Uh, so if you offered free shipping and said, hey, for our premium customers, for only 5 bucks, you know, I'll, I'll overnight it to you or I'll two-day it to you or something like that. Yeah. Customers need to know that when you are shipping something, it's not over priced, that you're making money off of the calling it shipping and handling. Mm-hmm. All right. And so expedited one really does involve more labor. You know, expediting stuff really yeah. involves more labor on your staff to get it out quicker. So why right. not? We're having too much fun with this. We, we got yeah. two people we got to co- – I, I want to get us covered. Ready for this one? Okay. Christmas yeah, tree well, farm. Go. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. So on the Christmas tree farm, I have – have two thoughts of how I'd create a premium program to it. You're going to join about a tree farm that's not down too far down the road from me, and thinking, you know, it's their sign's been there forever, just kind of blah. All right, if you, as the Christmas tree people, if you had a premium club, here's would be my two suggestions. One is that you would take and allow me, as a premium customer, to get a four or five day head start on shopping on everyone else. Open your tree farm only to the premium customers early. Number two that I would look at doing, and this would create a customer for a long time. You know when your planting season is. This tree farm is in New York State. So, I'm Ron, you're a New York State person. Yep. I don't know when you plant Christmas trees up there. Uh, but there's a certain point in time. And as I remember my having worked with the Christmas Tree Association for many years, you estimated about a a one-foot growth in a tree per year. So a tree planted does not take and get sold for, you know, seven, eight years. Right, correct. Again, I'm using broad generalities. Mm -hmm. What if you made a special something that I would come to you at Christmas tree season and I got to plant my tree. And it's marked. This is my family tree. And you, you know, there's a little effort to this, but you're getting, you're getting a premium price for this tree. And that is, I'm going to take 
and, and get a postcard where you're going to send me a picture. Hey, here's what my tree looks like every year. And then when it's time, you're going to cut it for it and have it ready for me to be picked up. Now, the reason I'm going to suggest you cut it and have it ready for me as compared to I get to come and cut the tree. I'm thinking about kids are going to be sad that they're killing the tree that they have planted. But I'm also concerned from the standpoint of what happens if the tree turns out to be ugly? Okay? What if something happens and it just doesn't grow as big and beautiful as you want? I would want to very quickly go find a really beautiful tree, cut it and have it up front for you, and go, here's your tree. Okay? Because I'm, I'm afraid of the customer who's going to come walking through your place. And he goes, no, no, we don't turn right here, we're over here. Look, we've been here for the last few years looking at our tree. Our tree's over here. You know, you've pulled a switch on us. Well, yes, I did, because it's an ugly tree. You know, I don't want to go through there. And they die, too. Not all trees survive. There's, I, I drive through a Christmas tree farm a lot of times when I go uh, shopping. There is a very large one uh, about 10 miles from my house. And there's most probably... 50 acres worth of Christmas trees. Plus, I've planted some myself just to uh, turn my uh, property more treed than open hayfield. And so I used to plant at least 100 trees or seedlings a year. So I'm very familiar with this, but and a lot of them do not make it. So that's the issue of having to do it because these seedlings are, are just little one-foot <laughs> sticks. <laughs> a lot of planting. So uh, this guy's here. So what though, if you did a something longer, else for me, Because they have some unique seeds that they're using for some uh, interesting varieties, this specific customer. So um, they have some other ways of being unique, which is key. And those are, you know, some people really value that. And those are great to be that super loyal customer or premium customer uh, because they – like you know and they know what this family that's uh that wrote you that's been doing for you know a couple generations and stuff like that so they have a unique story there which is sets them apart from all the other people that uh um are growing trees in in Weber in new york state or any part of the country on there but yeah no the they're coming up with other things like these days wreaths and things like that and other yeah. things that they're selling and the uh premium loyalty program you know, could also be to uh, be able to get a reef uh, earlier in the season or something like that, because the reefs are not, they don't need the water, I believe, that a tree, to cut tree does. You know, getting a tree early would be an advantage for them to move them out early, but it's a lot more work. A lot of people don't want their Christmas tree, I don't believe, for four or five weeks, because it's harder to maintain in a warm house on there, where a reef yep. is pretty much door stable wherever you hang it on there so um getting those reefs maybe out the door early you know to the premium customers may allow them to produce more reefs in reef building season and that's in selling more we used to in in my years of working on tree lots uh, we made the majority of our wreaths off of the scraps that when we offered as our customer to take and trim their tree for them Mm -hmm. have mm -hmm. it nice and ready you know, so it neatly fit into their base. Uh, we made most of our wreaths off of there. So you could take and say as a member of the premium club, hey, for only $10 compared to the normal $30, $35 for a wreath, you'll get a wreath for for 10 bucks. I'd also look at one additional item is that for all of the full moons into the fall up to Christmas, I'd have an event at my tree farm on that night. 
hot chocolate, hot cider, hot something, maybe some kind of form of entertainment, and go, this is just for our customers who are member of the Premium Club. That's okay, a great that, one. We've got one person left. All right. We are pushing to make sure, because I want to make sure everyone <laughs> that we are talking about, that we got them covered. Where is number four here? Number four, okay. This one is pretty dead gum neat. A yarn shop. Okay. I sell okay. yarns. I sell supplies. They like to knit, crochet, everything they can do by way of a needlepoint. What would you do? Well, I'll let you start off because uh, i got to think about that one. That one I didn't see pre to our... Uh conversation today so well you start on this one this is a live show remember <laughs> i'm going to share one from a friend who has a really awesome shop in tulsa oklahoma she does this she's done it extremely successful for for quite a while and uh, you pay the premium price and depend upon the frequency that you order okay so the price is going to vary whether it's monthly bi-monthly or quarterly you get a kit. This box comes to you. It's mailed to you. Don't have to come to the store. Of which, yeah, I'm kind of like, yeah, you know, if I mail everything to you, you're not in the store to look at buying something else. So that's a little bit of a concern for me. But you get your kit. It's everything you need. It's the needles. It's the pattern to go with it. And then there is invitations to come to an event. Uh, I remember watching once. She did an event, and it was yarn that came from llamas. And the customers were invited, again, premium customers invited, come to the store and meet the llama. Have your picture taken with the llama. <laughs> so as you knit a scarf or a sweater or whatever came in the kit, and you've got a picture, okay, this is the llama, and I'm wearing its wool in this whatever piece of clothing that I have, have made from it. But depending upon how avid you are, what I like is the idea you pick the frequency that you are going to participate in. And it's not like, well, I've decided I want this month, I don't want that. No, you're paying in there and go, I've signed up for the monthly. Okay, no, I don't do that much. I'll sign up for it or I'll sign up for the bi-monthly. I thought that was pretty sharp. Yeah, no, that's good. Some flexibility in there for the, the customer. They want to know they have the power you know, on there. One other point for all of these is if you're going to do a premium loyalty program, we touched upon it very slightly, it is labor-intensive, okay? You have to monitor it. These are your best customers. You don't want to, can I say, screw up your premium loyalty program because you're then screwing up your customers. So once you are implementing it, you may have to dedicate a decent amount of one or more staff to maintain it, to make sure the communications are going out of whatever you're promising them, and to make sure that the people are using it, because you want them to use it. You want them to get the benefits. Okay? My last quick story I will share before we go to tell you was that a local business was advertising on the radio, and they were an automotive service business. And it was a recorded commercial that was meant to sound like we were live on the air at the moment. And the announcer is interviewing the owner and shop. And he's telling them how we pay attention to our customers. And, you know, like if they need wipers before the storm's coming or tires before they're going to take a trip 
uh, and all this type of stuff that, hey, this, and they, we do these neat things, and I go, wow, that's really neat what your business does. And I'm realizing, no, you don't, okay? You're telling people you pay attention. But with the money that you spent on advertising, why instead aren't you calling the customer and saying, we track your vehicle. We know that we're going to tell you that every 5,000 miles, you should change the oil and filter in this car. We know, because you've been our customer for the last five years, how often it takes you to hit 5,000 miles. We're going to call you. You know, best we can tell, in about two weeks, you're going to need an oil change. How about let's set up an appointment right now and, and get this taken care of you? And you see a cold front coming through. Hey, we're calling all of you who are customers. Can you come by and let us check your tires for you? Can you let us check, our flu- check the fluids in your car? Why do you spend money advertising on the radio and telling people how good you are when you could just spend a little money and be good? <laughs> That's my two cents. Yeah. No. My mm-hmm. two cents. Thank you for being with us on our program tonight. Let me tell you ahead of time, the February program is going to have Ken Banks as our guest. Ken Banks, who is in the Retail Advertising Hall of Fame. Ken comes and visits, and we're going to talk about commercials that we have seen and heard, and how can we, as a small business, take this commercial and do something with it as an idea to put into our business. That being said, our guest tonight has been Ron Friedman, who comes in and joins us every so often when he comes up with his neat next idea. We'll probably turn around later on and say, we'll come back and do this same program we did tonight with some new people who would like to have us look at their business form. This has been an awesome program. Ron, I thank you so much that you would join us for t- tonight's program. Thank you, Tom. It's always fun to talk and work with you, my friend. Everybody, thanks for joining us tonight. My pleasure to be with you, and Ron's pleasure to It has been our pleasure to share fresh ideas and trends from premier small business owners, coaches, and resources. Join Tom Shea and guests next month right here on Small Business Conversations from Profits Plus Solutions. This is PBN, the Profitable Business Network. Visit our website to learn more about us at ProfitsPlus.org. There, you will find our catalog of small business conversations, articles and advisories, news, meeting planners, calculators, and resources. Also, we invite you to connect with Profits Plus Solutions on our various social media channels. Please like or connect with us on Facebook, LinkedIn, SlideShare, Twitter, and YouTube. We have links to all our social media channels on our homepage at ProfitsPlus.org. Thank you for joining us.